Listening to Creeping Wave Radio, a documentation of our decidedly creepy escapades here on UMind once the mics go off. Phone, start recording. Recording initiated. Okay, so I don't normally make two recordings in one day, but there's been some significant developments that I want you to know about. Just in case you lose your memory again, or we lose our memory. I stopped by the old folks home in Hollywood to drop the guy's stuff off. Well, that went about as badly as I expected it would. At least I won't have dismembered limbs lying around the studio. Uh, scroll back a few recordings if you don't remember how that happened. Anyway, while I was there, I met a woman named Dorcas Morlock. She said she's 104 years old and that we, uh, used to know each other intimately. I've got to go back there and find out who I used to be, but, well, you know how Margo is. Who are you talking to in there, Nap? Oh, no one. Just talking to myself, you know, like I do. Well, hurry up in there. Honestly, how long does it take you humans to take a shit? Almost done. That's her. Margo, she's nicer than she sounds. What did you say? Nothing, babe. Honestly, we're lucky she doesn't just poof herself in here. At least she gives us that much privacy. I, I don't mean that. She's great. It's just, she's a demon. And it's, it's a different culture. We actually went to Pink's for hot dogs, which was great. I haven't been there in forever. I don't think so anyway. I got an elk kui dog, which is my favorite, but also why I'm here right now, and to brush my teeth. We carry an electric toothbrush in the front pouch of our ready bag in case you need it, which brings me to the other thing I wanted to talk about. This morning, when I was brushing my teeth, I swore I saw something in the mirror. It was strange, big, bulbous head, pale skin, huge black eyes. And no, it wasn't our reflection staring back at us, smartass. It was standing behind me. When I turned around, there was no one there. But when I turned the toothbrush again and put it in my mouth, well, there it was again. That thing staring back at me. A lot of the guests that we have on the show talk about vibrational frequencies and interdimensional beings who live just outside our perceivable range. I think maybe my toothbrush is vibrating my head at just the right frequency where I can catch a glimpse into one of those dimensions. I tried it again, just now, well, before I started recording this, and saw that same face staring at me. I turned my recorder on and started asking it questions. Uh, hey phone, can you play back the previous recording, but, you know, keep this one recording at the same time? Playback initiated. Who are you? I am the first draft. Of what? You. End of playback. 
When I listen to it now, it just sounds like me talking to myself, which, granted, I've been known to do, case in point. But I swear it wasn't me. I mean, it couldn't be. I, I had kept the toothbrush in my mouth to maintain contact. Nap, if you don't come out of there, I'm going to kick this door down. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, end recording. Ugh, what took you so long? Oh, you know, it's a messy business, human digestion. Great. You can give me the play-by-play -play later. Sorry. Won't happen again. At least not for a bit, I hope. <laughs> well, you're the one who just had to see the wax museum. Are we going to do this or not? Oh, we are. It's gonna be amazing. You'll see. Uh, two tickets, please. Thank you. I can't believe you've never been here before. <laughs> I just never saw what's so great about it. A bunch of decorative candles that look like old actors. Well, <laughs> the Chamber of Horrors, for one. Come on, these are works of art. Nah, you forget where I grew up. Right. I guess it takes a little more to impress a gal like you, huh? You do okay. <laughs> really? Really. <laughs> it's just, well, I've... Never managed to keep someone interested in me this long. Well, not that you can remember, anyway. <laughs> yeah. And and I really don't want to screw it up. This is one of the few places left I actually have memories of. If you're really that crazy about it, I guess I'll play along. There's this great movie, House of Wax, with Vincent Price. Ugh, you and your old movies. Didn't you get your fill of him today at the retirement home? I meant the real Vincent Price. That was just Steve. I'm aware. Yeah, um, guess I forgot you were there when that whole thing went down. I'm not surprised. Eventually you'll just forget me altogether, like you did for Dorcas. I... I hope I don't. Did you ever take her to see the Chamber of Horrors? If I did, I, I don't remember. And what was that thing she said about your estranged lover? She was just talking nonsense. No. You said you just wanted to go home. Then she said home to the world and your dreams and your estranged lover. How do you remember all of that? You're the one with the memory problems, not me, Nap. Right. So, who is she? Your dream girl. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Tell me. Actually, let me show you. Show me? Uh-huh. Come on, this way, in the Nymphs of the 90s section. Fine. Here. This is her. Right here. Meg fucking Ryan? Yes. Meg, um, freaking Ryan. Well, that's the form she appears to me as. She isn't actually human. <laughs> what is she? Uh, whatever I am, or was, before they put me in this body, I think wherever we came from, we were, <laughs> you know. Why Meg Ryan? 
She used to come to me as Jean Harlow from Hell's Angels. The movie, not the gang. I don't know. I, I just like blondes, I guess. Like you. Cute. Now tell me the real reason. Uh, well, you ever see that movie Top Gun? More old movies, huh? Yeah, I guess. Is it that old? <sighs> Go on. Well, she has this scene in it. Uh, after her husband, Goose. His name is Goose? Yeah, well, that's his call sign anyway. He's a pilot, see. And he, um, dies in a training accident. He had to eject because Maverick was riding on Iceman's wing. Maverick? Iceman? And when they pulled back, they got caught in the jet wash and the engine. Just take it easy, okay? But Maverick should have known better. And Goose's cockpit didn't open in time. <laughs> oh, and there's this scene where she's sitting all slumped down in this chair. Meg Ryan? Yeah. <laughs> oh. And you can see she's just starting to come to terms with the fact that she's never going to see him again. And their son is there. And that look in her eye. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> Don't worry, Nap. We're going to untangle that mess you've got going on in your head. And I think I know how. Daddy! What is it, my darling girl? Nap wants to use the machine. Nap wants to use the machine. What? No! I, I never formally expressed any kind of wants. I just cried, mostly. <laughs> Whichever machine could you mean, my darling? We have so many of them. You know the one, the Amnamnesis. Ah, he wants to recover his long-lost memories. Of course, my treasure, by all means. That is... On one condition. What's that? He and I will operate it alone. Ugh, why? Don't I have the right to see? How interesting you would think so. Napoleon's contract makes no mention of you in it. I wonder why you might suppose you had any right at all to his memories. Yeah, um, just you and me. That sounds super. Really, don't need my face melted off or anything, so yeah. Ugh, fine. Come along, Napoleon. The machine and your past awaits. Okay, so the machine shows me my past. Neat, I guess. Um, <laughs> Follow me, please. Yeah, sure. Right behind you. Jeez. Here we are. Oh, wow. Just wow. My, but aren't you descriptive. One would never guess that you make your career rambling online to other imbeciles, as you do. Well, that was kind of passive-aggressive, but okay. Have a seat. What? In that? I entreat you. Oh, well, sure, I guess. 
Now then, this machine will allow you to access the residual memories left in your head. Uh, cool. Yes, cool. Our memories never really leave us, you see. We simply forget the path we must travel to access them. Those of us who are so fortunate. It doesn't seem fortunate. What is it? Exactly. You wish to remember, hmm? Ah, uh, well, geez. Um, I guess maybe, uh, hmm. You must be specific in what you ask. Okay, wow. Uh, I guess I'd like to see the first time I met Dorcas? No, wait. Uh, what if I just bumped into her somewhere and we never talked? Um, okay, strike that. Um, show me the first time I was made aware of Dorcas. Yeah. <laughs> What's that sound? The machine is initializing.
assessing the year 1917. Localizing memory. Are you... Napoleon? Um, yes, that's what they call me. <laughs> How nice for you. Vyaruski. Beg pardon? You're Russian, aren't you? Does it matter? We are allies, are we not? No, it's just that, well, you must have a very different view of Napoleon than we do. Well, Bonaparte, you know? No. Okay, then. However... It is my unpleasant duty to inform you that only you and one other from your unit managed to survive. Who? Lieutenant Ian Morlock. Morlock is alive? Yes, but he's quite badly torn up. It might be disturbing for you. I want to see him. Right this way. I don't mean to alarm you. But you may not be able to recognize him. What happened? You were there yourself. I know. It's just, I, I... I don't remember. It's like I was there and then... Then what? Then nothing. It's like I was there and then... Then I woke up here, in the hospital. Intriguing. Well, what happened to Morlock? Chlorine gas. It's vile stuff. He'll still be able to hear you, still speak to you as he normally would. But his skin and his eyes, they're... Well, have a look for yourself. Through that window. He's the bed in the middle. Oh, my God! Careful now. His ears are still functional. Shouldn't he be bandaged? Why aren't his wounds dressed like the others? Why? <laughs> You don't have to go in if you don't want to. No. I I mean, I do. Just give us some privacy, okay? Of course. Uh, hey, Lieutenant. Is that little Napoleon? Welcome to hell, lad. <laughs> is that where this is? I guess after everything we've seen, it's this is kind of a letdown. Just as well. I won't be seeing much anymore, Nappy. You're still going to call me that? Ha <laughs> ha. You're stuck with it for life. Besides, you earned it out there. Because I pissed myself that time? No, not Nappy. Napoleon, greatest general of our time. Though I'd never admit it in front of my own countrymen. Forgive me, Lord Wellington, but we all know the truth of it. I'm just a signaler. Bullocks, don't play at modesty. You and I both know I haven't been right in the head for a while now. Don't say that. Would you shut the hell up and let me finish? Sorry. Look, I don't know what's been coming over me. My brain just shuts down. My mind's been broken, I suppose. And while I'm in the trench, staring off into space and shitting myself, here comes little Napoleon, shocking the hell out of everyone and barking out orders on my behalf from behind the signal lamp. You should be proper chuffed at that. Uh, I was just saying what I thought you would. Besides, you always looked out for me. I failed this time, though. All those other times, I was just lucky. 
<laughs> we both know I don't belong here. I swear to God, soldier, if you're crying right now, don't think for one moment I'll hesitate to box your ears. I'm not crying. I, I'm laughing. You look like shit. I don't doubt that. I feel like it too. Yeah. What's that silly little thing you're so fond of saying? He who fears being conquered. Is sure of defeat. Napoleon Bonaparte. I told you how my family used to move around a lot as a kid. The only thing I ever kept with me was uh, my dad's old book on military maxims and Napoleon. Yes, well, you'd have done that old Frenchy proud. Technically, he was Corsican, but in 1769, the French conquered Corsica. Uh, unless you mean my dad, but he was Latvian. Christ, I don't care about all that. You ought to go back home and become a professor or something. The way you prattle on. Well, they're not letting me go back into combat. That much I know. Be grateful of that. Yeah. When they had me stripped down and laid out on that operating table, I guess they decided my body wasn't regulation. They had to undress you to figure that out? <laughs> well, I didn't exactly enlist by the conventional means, so... Those doctors sound like a right bunch of quacks to me. You'd better get a second opinion nap. <laughs> From who? I'll tell them. Tell them how you sat out in the open, flipping your ruddy light while shells were raining down. I'll tell them how I went to Barmy. And we'd have all been dead well before if it hadn't been for you and your bloody maxims. Don't tell them that. The barmy part. Why not? They want to send you back home to knit blankets with the ladies? What good are you there? I've never been much of a knitter. Not patient enough, I guess. They said they had a place for me. Some special section of the War Department. I was a telegraph operator before all of this mess started up. It's how I managed to slip my way into the signal post. Tend to be a lot of new openings in that position. Nobody asks questions so long as you can do the job. I don't know. Maybe it's something to do with that. Telegraphs, I mean. Telegraph operator? Sounds lovely. I don't think I'll be getting out of here myself. Perhaps you can tap the message along to the wife. Don't say that. Napoleon, these beds beside me. They've moved at least three different blokes in and out of them since I've been here. The nurses don't talk to us. They just come in and take our temperature. Sometimes they shake us up to see if we're just sleeping, or if we finally up and died. They just don't speak English is all. They're Russian. At least that doctor was. Nap, I'm not going home. This room, this is where they take you to die. No. Which is why I need you to promise me you'll get out of here. I need someone I can trust back home to look after my little girl, Dorcas. Dorcas? She's two, and a handful. Too much for her mother to deal with alone. Do you suppose you might be able to help my girls out? Financially, or...? Just be there for them, since I won't be. Maybe when she's old enough, you let her know what kind of a man her father was. I will. Just promise me you won't take whatever job they dangle in front of you with the War Department. Why? Because the last thing I saw before my eyes went was you strapping a gas mask to my face. Looks like I botched that, too. And while you were fiddling with that, a hun rammed his bayonet through your neck. Practically cut your head off. But that didn't happen. My neck's fine, see? Uh, well, trust me. I don't even have a scratch. No stitches. Nothing. That's just it. 
How did you make it out of the trench unscathed while the rest of us wind up dead? You're not dead, Ian. But you were. You dreamt it. It wasn't real. I watched you bleed out in front of me, saw you hit the ground and go still, and then... What? Nap. I can promise. Whatever they discovered about you on the operating table, they don't plan on using it to send telegraphs. <sighs> You're wrong. Am I? Why did your family move around so much, Nap? Why weren't you allowed to take anything with you, save some cruddy old book on a dead Frenchman? You were on the run, weren't you? Because of what you are. Yes. And what would possess you to take up hiding in the trenches? Unless whoever was chasing you was infinitely worse. What do I do, Ian? What do I do? Run, run, goddammit. Where to? Answer me, Ian. Answer me. Don't waste your tears on him. I'm not crying. He was dead before he even left the field. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. Why aren't you helping him? You're supposed to be a doctor. My dear, I did help him. I was the one who brought him back just long enough to hold your attention so we could secure the area. What do you mean? I restored his vital energies. We can take them, store them, readminister just enough to heal, or in the case of your friend, enough to make a puppet from a corpse. No! Don't act so incredulous. You're well versed in the art of manipulating life force. After all, it was ultimately you who killed your unit, wasn't it? I didn't. I swear. Yes. Yes, you did. Why deny it? It's a reflex with your breed. When that German drove his bayonet into you, your body desperately drank up all the living ether around you to save yourself. You killed your entire unit out of instinct. I didn't mean to. No, your kind never does. But that's what we hope to change. What do you mean? We want to cultivate that instinct. Develop it. You want to make me a weapon? When we finish with you, you'll be so much more than that. Who are you? I am Dr. Dmitri Kosorotov. And you and I are going to become the best of friends. Returning to current year. Well then, I trust you. You're quite satisfied with the memory shown to you. What was that? That didn't tell me anything about Dorcas. You asked for the moment you became aware of her, not the moment you became acquainted with one another. Oh, it's going to be more of that, is it? Is everyone here as hooked on semantics as you are? That wasn't fair. Put me back in. You didn't show me anything worthwhile. Are you quite sure about that? I feel those visions were most elucidating. Fine, then. I'll be in my room, editing my podcast. Excellent. I'm sure you'll kill it, as they say. Ugh. And don't come poofing in and bothering me. Oh, no. I wouldn't want to get on your bad side. That was unfair of you, showing the child such things. Ah, Anatole. I don't recall asking your opinion. You never do. Why burden that pitiful creature with painful memories like that? I'm simply returning the favor.
Oh, Margot, you startled me. I was editing. Well, stop. I want to hear how it went. <sighs> Terrible. Couldn't have been worse. Why? What did you see? Just old war flashbacks, really. Ugh, spare me. Come on upstairs. There's this blimp that's been flying around aimlessly for an hour, and I want to watch it crash. Okay, sure. <laughs> um, Margot, I wanted to ask you, uh, well... What is it? You saw what I did to those vampires back at the distillery last year? Yes, Nap. It's why I took you there in the first place. To get rid of them. So, you're not afraid of me then? Why would I be afraid of you? You aren't afraid I might accidentally do something like that? To, well, you? <laughs> you wouldn't dare. You love fucking me too much. Uh, uh, okay, that's true, but I mean, what if I lose control or I don't know? Nap, I trust you. <laughs> you do? Are you sure that's a good idea? Yes. Now, can we go watch the blimp crash, please? Yeah, sure. Let's go. Are you sure you remember the way, literally, Hitler? Yeah, of course! The entrance to hell is something that remains forever etched into my mind. Probably. Why are you questioning your fear? Don't get yourself worked up. You're falling apart as it is. Yeah, let me put your jaw back in place. Oh, where did it go this time? Ah, there we go. Let's just pop it back in place. Ah, beautiful. You look beautiful, mein I very much doubt that. Ugh, I can't stand one more day in this rotting bag of meat. So, have you thought about how you're going to trick Napoleon into giving up his body for you to transplant that big old brain of yours into? I need no tricks. I am an amaranthine myself, just like him. I know what drives those of my race, their innermost desires. You're gonna kidnap him, aren't ya? Yeah, pretty much. Hey everybody, it is me, Napoleon Doom again, and I just want to thank you so much for listening to this episode. It was a lot of fun to record, and uh, you listening to it is uh, so amazing to me, and I can't thank you enough. Um, our credit track for this episode was by an amazing San Diego band called Well Well Well. It is off their album Ships, and the song that was featured is called On Your Way Home, which is fitting for the episode. Um, so if you want to check them out, they make uh, easy listening music for uneasy people. That's kind of their tagline. 
you can go to wellwellwellthebandbandcamp.com and uh, you can see more of what they got to offer. We were going to do a little interview with Seton Edgerton, who is uh, kind of the front man for that band, but he is actually on a multi-state bike trip, which is pretty amazing in and of itself. So uh, we'll maybe get a hold of him when he comes back, has a little bit more free time. But anyway, I wanted to thank everybody for listening, and especially our Patreons, uh, The Gramerica Show and Nikki Benfield, because we could not do it without you guys, and we love you so much. Uh, if you would like to become a Patreon, do sort of a monthly donation, kind of keep keep the show rolling. We're all volunteer at this point, um, and we really, uh, <laughs> you know, every little bit that you can contribute really helps us out with equipment and just making the time to put something like this together. Um, you can go to patreon.com slash lucidnap. Uh, and if you don't really like Patreon or you don't really want to commit to a monthly payment, that's okay. You can go to buymeacoffee.com slash lucidnap and make wee tiny little donations of about like $3 or more if you're so inclined. And uh, just uh, help me out because, you know, I always need a coffee. I'm always working. So, and if you can't do anything like that, if, if you're just not, nah, can't, can't really swing it right now, that's okay too. Uh, just follow us on all of our social media. And honestly, just keep on listening because it means the world to me that I can write this stuff down, get all my actors and musicians and everything to come play with me and uh, have somebody like you listen, <laughs> pay attention to it. it. I think that's so great. And I love just calling attention to the amazing talent and uh, both musically and um, voice acting wise that we have in the San Diego area and beyond. So thank you so much. And of course, our uh, theme song is Runaways by Arcade High. And uh, you can check them out as well at arcadehigh.bandcamp.com. And uh, they got a whole bunch of albums for you to choose from. And if you sort of like that digital sort of new wave sound, then uh, they're, they're gonna be something that you're really gonna get into. So, okay guys, thank you again. And uh, I'll talk to you in two weeks. Bye.